Welcome to Cinebus Real Talk. I am your host, Joshua Pearson, here today with my wife and today's co-host, Erin Pearson. We are here to discuss how she wrote a feature-length script in under a week. This episode is brought to you by Top Sheet Inc. Through our payroll and production management automation, we focus on making sets run smoother and more efficiently, getting your crew paid faster and keeping everybody happier. Our goal is to make sets fun again. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? Good. Good. So, as you know, we're here talking today about how you managed to write a script in under a week. Before we get to that part, however, I want to start by asking you, what was your thought process going into this story? Well, it was a little unconventional. I didn't start out with the idea for a film. It started with an idea for a blog. I thought that it would be interesting to write a fictional blog about a character and kind of follow her life throughout a couple years. And then from there, it just kind of developed into what I thought would be a television show because I thought that it would be expanded a little bit since the initial idea was years long. Mm-hmm. Kind of broke it down even further to what a film might look like because I was like, hey, you know what? A budget for a TV series is a lot different than a low budget for a film. And we can shoot that in a month versus over the course of years. So I thought it'd be a little bit easier to attain a feature rather than a series. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, I want to share with everyone what led to you writing a script under a week. As you know, what it was is we had an opportunity to gain investment for a film that we had ready, but we had an idea for a film, we didn't have an I- but we didn't have a film script ready that was within the budget that we were working with. And so I remember calling you up and saying, hey, how quickly can you write this story? Can you just tell me what your thoughts were at that point? (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to miss out on an opportunity to get a film made. So I said yes, but I didn't really know what I was saying yes to because it started with like, hey, do you think you could have this ready in a week? And I was like, yeah, sure. Maybe. Probably. I think so. (laughs) I'll try. (laughs) And then you got home later that day and... You were like, hey, you know what? I bet if you like really pushed, you could get this done in three days. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, too, I also did assume at that point in time that you had an outline, which I didn't even really realize until now that you only had your imagination. You didn't really have an outline for this film, right? That's very true. I do have a good imagination. And because I had been thinking about the film so in-depth for months, really, because I was planning on doing the blog and then the TV series and then the film, Mm -hmm. I ended up really knowing the story well before I even put pen to paper because it had so many different forms initially. Yeah. So to be fair, I mean, the story itself has kind of existed for a while prior to this, but the script, the character outlines, all that, did not exist before before this came up. I remember, too, that it was impressive watching you write. <laughs> you were cramming and kind of... Can you just tell me what your process was? Because you did manage to get the first draft written in three days, and you had it written and edited and ready to present at the end of the week. Can you tell me how did you get through this whole story in that period of time and do you remember, because I honestly, I'm drawing a blank, roughly how many pages you put out with that first draft? The first draft was 90 pages. 
So I mean, it's like it barely made the cut for what a feature yeah. film would be, which in part really helped to keep it within budget. Mm-hmm. And it really helped with just having that, that solid goal of like, okay, you know, I'm at page 60. I need to get, you know, you know, 10 more pages done today and then I can sleep. And then I need to, you know, get <laughs> 30 more pages done the next day. <laughs> and so it was just really a, uh, really, a, it was a challenge, but it was a good challenge. You know, it kind of reminds me of like how R.L. Stein would do his Goosebumps books, mm-hmm. where I think was it for six years, he wrote one book every month. Yeah. Or something ridiculous. And kind of his philosophy was like, hey, I had this idea. I'll make it work. And so when I was mm-hmm. writing, and it's so common for me and probably for other writers too, to get into this position where you're writing and you're, you're doing good and you're kind of in the flow. And then like you get to this point where you're like, oh, I, I don't really have an idea of how to get to the next chunk that I understand that I know of my story. I'm missing that like that transition. Yeah. And so like those transition parts were probably the hardest to write through. And so I would remember just like, you know, standing up, moving around a little bit, being like, okay, I need an idea. I need an idea. I need an idea. (laughs) What's my idea? And then I would just like, here's the thing. It's not my favorite, but I'm going to put it down on paper because I'm going to have to edit this anyways. Let me just get to the next point that I know what I'm doing and we'll just, we'll make it work from there. And I think that's really what helped me get it done faster is not letting writer's block be a thing. I didn't have that opportunity, and I'm really glad I didn't. Yeah, I remember you were exhausted doing this. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> it definitely burned you out. But the truth is, and just for the audience' sake, I want you guys to know that not only did she pull off a 90-page script in three days, but I can tell you firsthand from reading the script, and not just myself being biased as your husband, but uh, other people reading it were actually very impressed with the script. It was very well written, very well thought out. It wasn't just spew some garbage and, hey, I wrote something. And I'm just curious because you you were talking about you weren't letting writer's block be a thing for you. What helped you work through it? Because I also know you very much cling to what you write, like almost like a baby. And so just what helps you through that? So the thing that really helped me get through was just knowing that I was going to have several other edits to make. Mm -hmm. Having that deadline to get the first draft done. It's it's almost like a like a crutch, yeah. You know, where you're like, you know, I have this, I can get it done, and I'll just like spew out whatever comes to mind, really. So you don't really have time to think of the script as your baby. It's this is the project I have to get it done, but also knowing that you're going to have the time to develop it further into something that you really like. Yeah, and just a quick question on that too was, are you happy I ignorantly <laughs> pushed you to uh, <laughs> to write it in three days? Was that better, or do you look back and wish that you would have used the whole week to write that first draft? You know, I think in part I'm really glad that you pushed me to do the three days. I think that it helped with that sense of urgency Mm -hmm. that, hey, you know what, I didn't have the opportunity to procrastinate, to say like, oh, you know what, right now I'm just going to, you know, veg out, watch a show, and just like not worry about it. I'll, I'll make it up tomorrow or whatever. It was really like, hey, I have to get this done right now. I don't have the opportunity to procrastinate. I have to actually use all my time yeah. to get this done. And I think it was difficult 
Mm-hmm. I ended up with a twitch that lasted like two weeks. Do you remember? <laughs> yes. My, I like literally twitched for two weeks. <laughs> I was a little stressed, a little lack of sleep. But you know what? You it was three days. Whatever. Yeah. You could not sleep for three days and totally be fine. You just wouldn't want to do three scripts in a week that way. Right. No, that's <laughs> not a lifestyle. That's a that's an occasional kind of deal. Yes. I remember like part of the reason why I was recommending that, just so people know, and it wasn't just for the sake of, hey, I'm just going to push you harder, was the point that we wanted to be able to present the script in one week. And I felt that you doing it in three days would give you four days to put towards editing, put towards cleanup, and having just a better product to present at the end of that week. Another question just on that, because you've gone through it, and yes, you had the stress, yes, you had you know the twitch, would you recommend other writers try doing this, even as an experiment or as an, as an exercise? Yeah, I think it's definitely good to push yourself to think within a time frame. Because, you know, like, writer's block is a thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can let it rule over you. And sometimes you just need to take that, that crutch away. Yeah. And really just push forward and do it. I don't know that you want to do that in three days, but maybe <laughs> a week. I mean, just the idea of having a tight deadline can really help force your mind to think of solutions. Yeah. And another question on that, because you're talking about using it as an exercise in that sense. Would you be willing to do it again as long as it's spaced out? Yeah, I'd be willing to do it again. I think one of the things that really helped me while I was doing that is you took on a lot of the other stress, Mm -hmm. like with the kids, with work, with house chores, with whatever it was. You were like, Aaron, you go right. I'll do the other stuff. (laughs) And so I didn't really have to worry about it. I'd say that if you're going to do something like that, you need to have the right conditions. Otherwise, you're going to stress out on more than just what your script is. Yeah. Yeah. It really helped to have a partner taking care of things so I wouldn't have to worry about making lunch, making dinner, making breakfast, changing diapers, you know, kind of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to have my mind filled of all those other things. And when you were writing, too, during that time, can you let people know, too, just how many hours a day you were spending cranking out 30 pages a day? Oh, goodness. I don't even remember. I want to say probably 12 to 16 hours a day. Yeah, sitting, that sounds about right. <laughs> sitting and writing constantly. Mm-hmm. Taking pee breaks and getting served food. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was three days. It's like reliving a school report, but even tighter deadline. <laughs> yeah, but more fun. Yeah, because you're writing what you want to write. Yeah, it's a, it's a creative writing exercise. And one other roadblock that you had going into this, just to share with the audience, is not only did you have a deadline of how quickly you had to write the script, you had to write the script to fit a very tight budget. So you had to think about limiting locations, limiting cast, limiting extras, any sort of special effects or stunts. You had to figure out how to take this story, make it very interesting, fun, and within within a budget, which honestly I, I just feel like is another hurdle when you're writing because it's not just an open world, open whatever you want. You had to constantly be thinking about is this going to cost more or is there a cheaper way I could write this scene? Yeah. I mean, it definitely was a challenge to write within a budget, a tight budget. But I also think that's one of the things that makes it so 
good. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but like mm-hmm. it's not something that you're gonna see in everyday film structure. Yeah. I couldn't have a helicopter take care of whatever situation my character got into. It had to be a creative workaround. Yep. You know, unfortunately, I can't really share the details of what the the script yes. is <laughs> at this point. So like it really hinders what I'm able to to share and talk about for the sake of the podcast. But yeah, I think it really helps with the creativity to work within a tight time frame and a tight budget. You just have to be stubborn and willing to do that. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's helped that you've had the opportunity of really learning what the expensive parts of a script are. I know a lot of writers don't think about that, don't realize certain things cost a lot of money. They don't notice that, you know, they wrote 15 locations into their 30-minute short film. They didn't realize that this scene was going to take 150 extras and they were going to cost half the total budget of what their project was. So I think that's been helpful is you being able to see what costs a lot, what doesn't, how do you make this interesting. And honestly, I think from reading your script, I felt that you having those creative workarounds actually added to the interest of the film rather than taking away what it could have been. Like one of the creative workarounds that I did is like initially the thought process was to have a car chase. Yeah. But I couldn't do that because that's really expensive. Yes. (laughs) So I had probably the funniest foot chase you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. Like kind (laughs) of like the running theme throughout this was like, I can't spend a lot of money. So how can I make this funny? Yeah. And so you know, creative, funny ways to get the point across to make a really enjoyable film. Humor can really help limit your your expense. And one nice thing you did in that story, that which is one of the common complaints you and I have when we watch a film, is when films or TV shows are written in a way that it's, and then this happened, and then this happened, and you're watching and there's no logical reason as to why those things happened. They just had to happen so they could get to the next part of the film. And sometimes you can physically see that. And I'll say that one thing you did well is when you were doing those creative workarounds, you didn't feel like this was senseless. You thought through the process of why it had to become this way versus I'm doing it this way so I can get to the next scene. Uh, And I think that's a big hang-up a lot of writers have, even professional writers, because we see it in a lot of films and a lot of television shows where you're just looking, it's like, that's not how that would really happen. You just did that so you could do the next part. <laughs> what were your thoughts in, in being able to figure out those solutions? Well, really, I mean, I'm going to be honest. The first draft did have some and then moments mm-hmm. because I needed to get to the next thing. But then when I sat down to do the first major rewrite, yeah. your your brother came over. Oh, yeah. I forgot about and, that. And um, I had written down like every major sequence that happened in the film. Mm-hmm. And taped them up in order on our kitchen walls. Yes. <laughs> and we sat there for, what, two, three hours? Yeah. And we rearranged everything to make That's it right. more intriguing, to get rid of some of the and thens and filler information and, you know, just kind of whatever. So, like, the first rewrite was, honestly, that took longer than the first draft itself. Yes. Because I had to cut so much information and that's that's where I had like that, oh, my baby moment where it's like, oh, oh, yes, <laughs> sorry, I dismembered you, like <laughs> <laughs> my child. Um, but there were like a couple of scenes in there that I really had a hard time cutting 
but it was really necessary to cut. And I think that's another kind of piece to the puzzle of ending up with a really good film is being willing to yeah. cut out some of the things, even though you like them, because you're going to end up with a better product on the other side. And that's why working with other writers, working with producers, working with, you know, people, I mean, like you've done line producing. So I've yes. learned a lot of, you know, where the expenses come in. Mm-hmm. And just like asking questions and, hey, honey, how much does it cost for a helicopter? Well, too much. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's you, you have to work with other people in order to get your best product. But choose the people that you work with wisely. Well, one thing we said in a previous podcast was just pointing out that as a writer, I know it's very difficult to edit your work. I mean, I've watched you as a writer. You just have times where you struggled. You're like, I don't. I don't want to take this apart. I don't want to do this differently. But every time, first of all, I've seen you happier with the end product. And secondly, you shouldn't be as concerned with, are we messing with what I created versus are we messing with the message of what I created? Because the point as a writer that I've seen with you is you generally, when you're writing a story, you have a message or something you want to say with the story, whether it's important or just entertaining. And when that gets taken apart, then you you start to really lose what your story was in the first place. But when you're editing things to improve on the same storyline, that's that's different. And that's kind of what I feel like you need to be looking for when people are looking to edit your film. Is this changing the message of what I'm writing? Or is this just a cleanup job? Because one thing you know is you can always do something better, even if you're the best in your industry. If you're a writer... You could always write better. If you're a runner, you could always run faster. If you're whatever, you could always one-up yourself. And that's one part of just growing. And so being willing to grow as a writer, is a, it's helpful. I've seen for you. I'm hoping I'm totally right here, but uh, I believe you're much happier with your final draft than you were with your first draft. And even your first draft was still really good and entertaining. Yeah, I'm much happier with my final draft. I think that the story is tighter. I think that there's a lot more humor. There's a lot more heart. There's a lot more intrigue. Mm -hmm. It's a lot better. It's something that I'm very proud of. It's something that I'm really looking forward to turning into a film. And so it's not just on paper. And I'm, as you know, that uh, this, just for the audience sake too, this is a project that we are currently working on. And we would love to actually take you guys through the process of this project going from paper to a feature film on the screen. And this is an episode just really kind of to introduce you to the project and the beginning process and taking you through the process of what we go through on a day-to-day basis in turning a script into a film and just some of the tips and tricks that we've taken on or that we're learning. So like sometimes we'll sit down with people and just try to learn from them and figure out, hey, we don't know what we're doing here. Can you help us out? And we want to take you guys through that journey Real quick, is there, what are some final thoughts you have on this? Anything you want to share? Anything that you feel is important to, for writers to know when writing? So really the last point that I want to make is to really before you even sit down to start writing, come up with a solid, tight premise line. One that's easy for you to follow and understand or even get other people on board when they're sitting there helping you edit your film. But you really just... You want to have that premise, and that has to be the thread going through your film. If you have an idea for a transition, and it's 
it doesn't line up with what your premise is, you probably should find a better transition to yeah. get you to where you need to go. Because ev- like it's it's like driving a car. You can't just and then your way through, you know, <laughs> one place to the next. It's it's a journey. You have to, you know, follow the thread, follow the road. You can't just like veer off onto something else and still think that you're going to get to your destination. Yep. I mean, if you don't follow the map or your GPS or whatever it is you have and you're just like, oh, all roads lead to the same place. Good luck getting home. <laughs> and no, I just want to thank you again for coming on and sharing just your process and writing the script. I hope everyone enjoys this and we will continue to bring you through this process as this story goes on. It may not be every episode, but as we take another step, we want to take you through that step with us. So again, thank you, Aaron. Thanks for having me. And thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Again, Cinebiz Real Talk has been created and brought to you by Top Sheeting. We are an automated payroll and production solution. We have apps and online software to help make film better. If you have any questions, please go to topsheet.io and jump into our chat. We're here to help. Everybody stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.